Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for your first round of golf of the year at the 32nd Annual 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 24th through Sunday, February 26th. This year's show includes free lessons from the PGA professionals, thousands of name brand golf apparel items, discounted especially for the show, and your chance to sink a putt for $100,000. Plus so much more. Tickets and more information at minnesotagolfshow.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We are loaded with Vikings feedback here on a Feedback Friday. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports, fodder, entertainment, speculation, therapy, whatever you guys need from us. And uh, every Friday, we basically just turn the, the keys over to you guys. We turn the show over to you to... Send us questions, comments, concerns, critiques. You can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab in there, and we are constantly monitoring your uh, your trolling comments on Twitter as well. Your funny one liners. Um, this one's from Joe Haas. This is so you guys remember a few days ago. I think it was on Purple Daily that we we were talking about some of the just cap ramifications and whatnot, and, and I think. I made mention that we should we got to reach out to over the cap and just if if we're talking about a Kirk Cousins trade or something, let's make sure that we got the cap figures right. Well, Joe Haas reached out to Jason Fitzgerald of over the cap <laughs> wow. for a couple of things. So here's the question. I love this time of year in the NFL in large part because because of the reckless speculation that Score North engages in. Speculation. Please do not let the purple Kool-Aid drinkers on Twitter that only listen to state-run Vikings opinions about being bringing back everyone in their mid-30s change what you do. Thank you no. for the yeah, we won't. encouragement, Joe. I recently submitted a question to Jason Fitzgerald of Over the Cap to answer a question on his podcast. Jason's school of thought tends to align with kind of what you guys are saying, which is the Vikings are in a really tough spot cap-wise. They need to find a way to reset this thing, et cetera. And so he asked uh, Joe here, the emailer, about trade value for various Vikings veterans. So, and again, this is just one man's opinion, Jason Fitzgerald from Over the Cap, but he kind of lives in the valuation world of the NFL, right? And so he provided trade value oh for these five Vikings players. Oh, my gosh. Someone write this down. Oh, wow. Reckless speculation. Daniil Hunter. If the Vikings were to decide, ah, he's he's really good. He's not quite what he was a few years ago. He's also 28 years old. 
and is going to want a big contract again. Maybe it's better to just get younger at edge rusher, get some value for him, right? Mm-hmm. Over the cap says a second or a third round pick would be the compensation because the contract would be a headache for whoever acquires him. So if if he were under contract for a little bit longer, yeah, um, maybe he'd be worth more, but like a second or third round pick. Okay. Yeah. Judd, I'll trust you to write these down so we can see what we have at the end of the. Okay. Zadarius Smith. Mm. So Zadarius is still under contract, but you can you can get out from underneath it with very little penalty, right? So you could trade him because he's under contract. Over the cap says he's worth a third-round pick. First half of the season, Zadarius is worth probably a first-round pick. Second half of the season, Zadarius wasn't awful, but didn't get home and sack the quarterback really at all. So they're saying third-round pick at over the cap. I hadn't thought about him as a trade piece because yeah, he no. was so, so bad down the stretch. But I'll write that down and then dismiss it immediately. He, uh, an agent... Who are you to dismiss Jason, Jason. Fitzgerald yeah, from over the cap? You. I am the former lead beat writer for the Minneapolis Bay <laughs> oh, Star okay. Tribune oh. covering the Vikings. Previously, I covered the Packers. Longtime National Football League insider. Um <laughs> Zadarius Smith has, he's got a bad back. He's aging in. He was basically non-existent in the second half. And he's saying a third round pick. I'd like, I'd like to talk to Jason about that. Like to well, but Zadarius him. was among, I think he was like top five in pressures this season. And I, you know, a lot of those came in the first eight or nine games, but okay. interesting. I would, I would say that this shines a light on the fact that you, he's, he's an edge rusher that might have some gas in the tank, get healthy over the off season. You could probably get something for him. It's very interesting. Be shocked. Okay. Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith. Yep. He believes you could get mid round picks. So call them like a fifth round pick for each of those guys. Okay. I don't know about getting a fifth round pick for Kendricks. Yeah. Harrison Smith is still playing at a pretty high level. I think he's I think he's low on Harrison and high on Hendricks there. Okay. So maybe it averages out to like a fourth and a fifth or something. Well, I would say that Harrison Smith is going to get you a third-round pick before Zadarius Smith is now. Mm-hmm. He's a more valuable player. I mean, Zadarius Smith is literally the the old. He's literally breaking down, which is not his fault. But Harrison Smith would at least bring in tangibles, and he is still far more of a consistent, productive player. He's not as productive as he used to be, but yeah, could I you, would. But could you turn Zadarius loose in a? Part-time role, again, he, the knee heals up in the offseason. He did right. play a lot of it's games. A, it's a sexier He's position. Yeah, it's a yeah. sexier position. It can make right. a bigger impact at its ceiling. I, I know what you're saying, Judd, but... But you're not giving up a third-round pick for could you? I'd sign him. I might trade a late-round pick, but that's it for, for Z. For, for Harry, I think he still... I think he... Bro- I personally, he would be one guy that I would be tempted to actually hold on to currently because I do think that there are, I do think at that position, you you can extend your career and it doesn't mean that you're as good as as you were in your prime, but it doesn't, but, but to me, when an edge rusher is washed, that's all she wrote. I do like the idea of keeping at least one of the veteran guys around too, maybe, maybe two of them. I mean, if, if Daniil is considered one of the veteran guys if you, if you kept Harrison or something and then go super young and speedy at the other positions. Okay, uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Jason from over the cap says absolutely no trade value. And listening to him, 
he might be skewed against running backs. Um, and then, yeah, Joe, the emailer, adds his own color here and says, I personally think there'd be a team desperate enough to give a mid-round pick for Dalvin. I agree. I, I do think Dalvin has some value. Thielen's going to be really tough because you'd have to completely nuke that contract, start a new, I don't know. And I don't even know if the Vikings are in a position to outright cut him until after June 1st because of the cap penalty, but it probably sounds about right. No no value for Thielen, maybe a little value for, for Cook. It's funny because Pro Football Focus's uh, mock draft trade simulator has third-round value on Dalvin Cook because yeah. we just completed a trade yeah. earlier this week. Yeah. I, I would separate th- those two. I, I would not uh, bring those two up in the same sentence. Dalvin Cook, you might not be a- able to get something back for, but I think that you probably could. Yeah. Thielen, I agree with that. Like, I, what did you see in 2022 that leads you to believe, you know what, I think there's something left here. It looks like he is out of gas. Yep. And then Kirk Cousins, he put through this oh, exercise. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hater. No, no Trigger warning. Hater. Trigger no, he, warning. Jason. He didn't. Fitzgerald didn't. No, you know what happened, Jason. Jack? No, Mackey's decided to just make up what Cousins is worth. <laughs> so, uh, Jason from Over the Cap says, Kirk would be worth a mid-to-late first-round pick in total trade value. Yep. He mentioned that maybe a pick this year, like a second, third, or a fourth, and then a conditional second that can turn into a first next year could make sense. Yes. That's where, like, the like the Niners, if, if this thing were to happen, and, yes, we are contractually obligated on an annual and this time of year daily basis to try and trade Kirk to the 49ers. So they don't have a first or a second round pick. So what they would offer, they have, they're going to have three comp picks in the third round. Maybe they would give you a third round this year and then like their first next year or their second next year conditional first if they go to the conference championship game with them, something like, something like that. So, and that's my point. Like we were talking to Doogie about this on the Thursday Reckless Speculation episode. The Vikings have just been so bad at asset management. They've been trading picks for players the last few years, like Unique Ngakwe, like that uh, Herndon tight end guy they traded a fourth-round pick for. They traded a fifth-round pick for that Kyrie Vedvik, that kicker that they cut. Yeah. They traded a pick for Jalen Rager. So they're, they're like trading picks for mediocre players. They did get Hawkinson, which is good. Blacklock they traded a pick for. Yeah. Okay. Well, how are they leveraging their aging players that could get them value? They're not. That's no. my beef with them. They've got all these guys that, again, this is overthecap.com is telling you, here's like six players that could get you a first, a second, a third, a fifth, a third. Go get those picks. Right, but they, but I think from the very top of the Vikings organization, their philosophy is let's be as competitive as possible every single year. And again, I'm telling you, their philosophy is this, get in the playoffs and we might go on a roll. And I say, hold on a second. But, I, but I'm telling you how they think. I don't agree with it. I don't agree at all. I think the, the Hawkinson trade is a good trade, okay? So I'm going to remove that from the discussion. Yeah, he's 25 years old. He's a yeah, good and that was just a good trade. But the rest of these trades that the Vikings make to, okay, let's get this guy. Let's try and get that guy. It is because, like, they are continually, it wasn't, it didn't just start this season in what they consider to be competitive rebuild mode. They're always trying to do it, but they don't see it as young players. They see, they see it as, let's go get a guy and plug him, him in. You know, if Blacklock works, if, there's always the ifs, if we make a run. 
Um, I agree, Phil, with what you're saying 1,000%. Just to be clear here, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it's very clear with the Vikings yeah. how they how they go about it. And the issue is, you know, Quazy, I think, is doing what he's been told to do. Well, what's what's funny is like there's a group of people that think, oh, if you start trading away some of these veteran players, then you're entering a rebuild. And you better be careful no. trading away these veteran players because you don't want to wind up like the – you know, Texans or the Lions, insert your garbage franchise, the Jets. What those people don't understand is the way that you become the Lions, Jets, Texans is by letting your roster erode and then not building it back up with draft assets. You have a better chance of becoming a garbage dumpster fire franchise by getting nothing in return for these aging players than if you were to trade them all. Like if you traded all these guys, let's say you keep Kirk. Because I get it, you're not you're not going to blow the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Let's say you literally traded all of those other guys that we mentioned, including Daniel Hunter. People think, oh, it's going to be a rebuild. Well, most of those guys are defensive players, and your defense was already the 31st ranked defense with those guys. So, how much worse can it really get on defense? What if you could trade five defensive players for, let's say, five total draft picks between the second and the fifth rounds, and now all of a sudden you go from four picks to nine picks and you get four. And this is the other thing. The Vikings have had a really bad run of draft the last five or six years. So they'd have to cash in on the draft picks, but you know, now you're younger, you're faster, you're cheaper. And it frees you up to go buy other positions in free agency. that can help you to me. It's like trading all these guys is such a no brainer in the next four or five weeks to expedite the process of getting better and staying better longer. But for some reason, the Wilfs have, it's like, well, we got to, oh, but we this can't, is, oh, no, these are. But this is why I, I continually bring up this whole thing of, of, well, you can't trade Dalvin Cook. I've got his jersey. We have to be loyal. That starts with the Wilfs. Yeah, we'll hang his Eric jersey Kendricks. in five years, whatever. Eric Kendricks. You know, that, but, but that's what bugs me. And this is actually a, a, this has been a problem in this town across the board with pro sports teams, not just the Vikings, but we gain a loyalty to certain players. And it's like, we never are prepared for pro sports. I, I mean, it is the only, the actual business of pro sports, the product on the field, ice or court is the only bit business that basically revolves around legal, legally having age discrimination which is (laughs) you've now become too old you've now become too old but we're like well i mean but what you know but delvin i mean delvin's a running back those guys should be cycled through but we can't accept that and that's part of the problem is the wilfs can't and until you until you are willing to accept that and furthermore accept the fact that you have to start to bring in young players that give you a chance I, i mean What we're going to see in 2023 on defense, unless it's completely screwed up, is going to be exactly what should take place. You're always bringing in an influx of young, fast talent. Because the guys who have been, you know, this isn't 1974. You know, the purple people eaters, those guys were around forever. Well, yes, you could could actually get away with playing until you were like 34 years old. It's a different era. Yeah. Exactly right. It's a (laughs) different era of football, and that's fine, but it has to be. If 2010 didn't teach us that, nothing will. Yeah. Well, also, this might be a hot take, but because we haven't seen Ty Chandler touch a football in the regular season, but Ty Chandler was like a fifth-round pick last year. He he spent four years at Tennessee as kind of a part-time running back, and then he got more of a full-time load at North Carolina after he transferred. 
for the 2021 season. So Ty Chandler averaged six yards a carry in the ACC, uh, you know, 1,300 yards from scrimmage, caught some passes. I'll bet you if you gave Ty Chandler Dalvin Cook's 264 rushes, I'll bet you you wouldn't see that much of a difference in yardage. Do I think Dalvin Cook is better than Ty Chandler? Yes. Would I prefer to save $12 million to the salary cap to see what Ty Chandler can do and sell some Ty Chandler jerseys to Vikings fans? Yes. Be great. And you can still celebrate Dalvin Cook. Maybe he comes back for some ceremonies. Maybe he's a Ring of Honor guy at some point. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this attachment, it's like, do you care more about individual players or the team winning? And sometimes I wonder about, even like the Wilf family lately, it's like, what do you guys? What what is your loyalty to the team, or is it to Eric Kendricks? You know, I think I think it's very difficult for uh, for people that own teams at times, especially th- those who are around like the twenty year mark or so, where they become very loyal to certain players and individuals to a fault. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you look, look, if you're gonna fire your GM and coach, guess what? That means it's time to turn the roster over, not insist that they be kept. And you know what? If if 13 wins in the regular season and a division title is your goal, then you did a great job. But if you're not disappointed by the playoff loss, and I don't mean like, oh, too bad. I, I mean like, okay, how do we get over that? Then something's wrong. Well, here's another another crazy thing. So obviously they were vindicated because they did win 13 games and they won the division and like that that was the goal. But what if they had gotten out in front? What if they had a year earlier than maybe they thought had said, "Okay, Eric Kendricks, we're gonna we're gonna trade him because he's a linebacker who's thirty. We're gonna go into our competitive rebuild a little early." Let Adam Thielen, let's uh let's be let's be done with these extensions, right? I know that they would never do that because Thielen's a born and bred Minnesotan, right? Terrible but if they yeah. had said goodbye to a couple of these defensive players who are aging before they got to the point that they were at middle of the season, they might have had a better defense. They might have had a couple extra draft picks, younger, faster, right? Um, Cole Bjornberg says, I'd like to hear your guys' opinion. Some of these mock drafts show C.J. Stroud dropping down to the ninth pick. Yeah, we saw one of those yesterday. If he's sitting there near the bottom of the top 10, what would you think if Quasey were to move heaven and earth to move up to get a franchise quarterback for the future finally? I'm biased because I'm a Vikings and Buckeyes fan, but CJ is, in my opinion, the most accurate quarterback in this draft. He's intelligent, has good touch on the football. He can scramble when he's pushed to do so, but not being a guy that always uses his legs. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on making this move, letting Kirk play out the final season. Keep up the reckless speculation. I live for this bleep. Oh, God. So do we. <laughs> so so let, let's yep. let's go through this. So you're picking 23rd. Yep. And uh, let's say you'd have to move up to ninth yeah. if he fell to ninth. Well, yeah. You'd have to give up probably like your third. You have to give up your, the 23rd, a third, and next year's first. At least. At least. Maybe more. And maybe even like next year's second. Mm-hmm. Would that would it be worth gutting your draft? It'd be easier to do this if you traded some of these veterans and got some extra draft capital, right? But. Would is that a risk you would take in this year's draft, pulling at Chiefs and moving up like fifteen spots? The beauty of this now is I've got a guy, if I'm crazy, or the Wilfs sitting right to my right or left, who I can ask that very question to, and that is Kevin O'Connell. 
if Kevin O'Connell says, I have watched, I have mashed through all of the tape of the quarterbacks. I have broken it down. I looked at senior bowl tape and CJ Stroud is, is my guy or is from the combine. That's my guy. Then you know what? Absolutely. And look, I I mean, I I don't think it probably gets uh, talked about enough now. You know, Rick Spielman tried very hard before bailing on trying to move up to get a draft pick. I think it was with Carolina, the sixth pick of the Justin Fields draft. Mm -hmm. So like this has been, the Vikings have attempted this. Now in that case, Rick backed off, but if Kevin O'Connell, who I'm, who I am firmly going to trust that he is going to identify his next quarterback says, this is the guy. Then yes. Then I do what is necessary because until you find that guy, what are you? Like you're a guy with you're you're a team with a with a quarterback who's good and you like with a bloated contract mm-hmm. and there's no other way to explain it. Okay, this team is in cap hell continually, and it's going to continue to be in problems. It's just going to transfer on who is actually breaking the bank. But yes, I I am going to rely on O'Connell, and I think his job is going to ride on this eventually to say that's my quarterback. Go get him, and if he says that, I. As uh, as the guy said, attempt to move heaven and earth to do exactly that. I agree. If 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 O'Connell says it, I also think again it makes it easier to do this if you somehow get like four other draft picks for veteran players on trades because then then you could okay we're gonna get our quarterback of the future mm-hmm. and still have other picks to make this year's team better and other positions better because your your defense needs a, a rebuild as well <laughs> and you don't have that many assets so. Kansas City, when they moved up from 27 to 10, they traded so they they traded their 27th, a third round pick, and their 2018 first round pick, which is exactly what we just said. You'd have to trade the 87, the, so you'd trade the 23, the 87, and next year's first round pick to move up to like eighth or ninth or something if that happened. No, that's not for a franchise quarterback. You're basically giving up a third and a future first. Like, yeah, you're going to have to give up a lot. I don't have a problem with that. Interesting. Let's keep the feedback coming here. Uh, this next feedback question, by the way, presented by our friends at Park Tavern. Uh, Alexi from Twitter says, Mackie, are you moving back to Minnesota? Yes, I am. I'll be back in Minnesota in a week or so, and I'm going to be hanging out with Judd Zolget at the Park Tavern on a regular basis in St. Louis Park. That's because everybody loves the official sports bar of Sports Dad. In fact, there is the bowling right there, Park Tavern. It's a place that's filled with fun. It's a place that's filled with great beer, great food, and and just a great time in my neck of the woods in St. Louis Park, a staple of the community for more than 42 years, family-owned and run. And guess what? It's also a place where you can hold a gathering that is 40, 50 folks, easy, no problem, so birthdays, anniversaries, fantasy league drafts, it's as simple as this. Go to parktavern.net, parktavern.net, make your reservations. My friend Cheryl and Phil will take care of the rest. That is it. It's a, diff- or you- it's a different Phil, but I will help take yeah, care of Yeah, well, not Phil well. Mackey. Well, he'll, yeah. he'll drink the beer at the, at the corner of the bar with Sports Dad. Or you could call him 952-929-6810, 952-929-6810. Parktavern.net has you covered when it comes to fun in St. Louis Park. Maybe we'll do uh oh, maybe we'll do a little little gathering sometime later in I've February. I've been thinking I've been thinking about going and watching the Super Bowl there. 
I was going to send oh. Cheryl a note and say, you know what? I bet they have a good Super Bowl yeah. spread. The oh. back bar might be fun. That back Dude. bar is that back bar is I love a that gem. Back bar. So it's, do I. It's a I'm blast thinking, out there. That that might be where I spend Super Bowl Sunday. I love how so they do have they do have some Packer fans that it's a, you know it's obviously a Minnesota bar and Vikings fans gather, but they do have Packer fans that gather there too on Sundays. And they just kind of shove them out. Like, you guys just hang out by the heaters out back. Just go stand yeah, in the cold yeah. eating cheese. Okay, uh, Vikings coverage skull via Twitter says, can't wait to see what you guys have lined up to talk about after Kirk Cousins is eventually gone. Is it going to be pushing the same <laughs> narratives for the new quarterback if he isn't the second coming of Mahomes? Oh, my God. What We've been doing a show for nine years together. What would we possibly talk about if Kirk Cousins is gone. I don't know. The next quarterback. Uh, no, we we will not have a problem talking about the Vikings, regardless of who the quarterback is. I love this. Is. <laughs> I love how, how like, you're, the quarterback is the most important uh, uh, sports topic in your town if you have a team, right? So, yes, it's no problem at all. If When they draft a quarterback eventually, do you think we're just go- going to say, well, this guy is perfect, we're never going to talk about him? And no, we aren't just going to rip every. Someone hit me up yesterday and was like, "I think he tagged both of us," and now we're just like fighting with random people on Twitter. Actually, but that's how I spend my day. He said something like, uh, "Kirk Cousins could win a Super Bowl for the Vikings, and Mackie and Jeb would still want him traded." It's like, okay, you realize that the whole goal of Purple Daily and Mackie, Jeb, Mackie and Jeb, we want the Vikings. The reason why we're critical sometimes is because we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. If Kirk Cousins were good enough, or if the team was good enough around his contract no, you to win a Super Bowl, our tone would be different. Part of the well, reason why our tone is the way that it is about the team is because they have come nowhere near winning a Super Bowl in the five years of paying him ridiculous amounts of money. If if they were to sign Kirk to <laughs> to right now a a two year extension, and in the last year he won a Super Bowl. I'd be talking about what's next. Damn right. <laughs> trade his ass. Damn right. You don't, you Ram, don't win Rams by daily. standing pat. Trade Matthew Stafford. <laughs> you don't win by standing pat, ladies and gentlemen. I I'll know bet you there were some Ravens fans that were pissed about that Flacco extension 10 years ago. Remember, they and won they the right. Super Bowl and it was like, let's give Flacco you know, the most money yes. of any quarterback. That's kind of a stupid move. But, uh, yeah, let's see here. Uh, Drusif on Twitter says, what's funny is you guys don't realize how much damage you're doing to the Vikings oh, I love this by perpetuating the garbage narrative that we are better off without Kirk. <laughs> I, I, no. What is this, this? What is this fear of, like, the Vikings were better with Case Keenum, not because Case Keenum's better than Kirk, but because the team was better as constructed Somebody else, too, like a bunch of people. Well, so you guys want Kirk traded to the 49ers. Well, they have a good defense, and they have cap room to absorb Kirk Cousins. Well, maybe the Vikings should build a better team around him. It's like, yeah, kind of like the 2018-2019 Vikings, right? Sound familiar? (laughs) It's the same nightmare cycle of mediocrity for five years, dude. What don't people get about maximizing value of veterans, too? Well, I don't. I don't think. In, in fairness, people don't like. People don't get consumed the way we do with like, the cap situation and stuff. And that's why we try to explain some of this stuff to casual fans because okay. it's. We feel like it's our job sometimes to. All right, you're you're not thinking about this because you've got a, a wife and kids and a job and stuff. 
You know, we are fortunate enough to be able to think about this stuff all day long. And um, I got a wife and dog, and guess what? I think about sports constantly. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, because you don't have a, an eight-hour-a-day non-sports job. That's Call me saying. a loser. Call me a loser. I don't care. <laughs> Jim Bicknell says, if Stetson Bennett falls to the Vikings because uh, his arrest for public intoxication <laughs> tanks his draft value, should the Vikings take a chance on Stetson Bennett in the later rounds? Isn't he like 26 years old? He's, he's old. 42. Yeah. He's 42. He's Brady's age. He's and he's 46. just like getting bombed and wandering well, around public intoxication. I got no just, opinion on, on that. I got no opinion on that, okay? If he wants to do that. But, uh, yeah, he is uh, – He's. I don't think he necessarily translates to a National Football League quarterback. He'll like be his stature. He'll be 26 age. this October. Okay. Denson Bennett. He'll be 26 years old. That's a little – he, yeah, he's not going to play in the first year. Ah. I'm going to say something that might be oh boy. Uh, stereotyping Stetson, but a guy named Stetson Bennett being arrested for public drunkenness somehow fits to me. <laughs> he sounds like a rodeo, like one of those guys that is on sounds the like pro a, rodeo tour. Sounds like a guy who might might have grew up with me in, in the uh, Western Burbs, though, too. Oh, Stetson. I see. So you think you know, like a like a – like a pop collar kind of a. Yeah, I was thinking more like no, like really like farm sort of. I'm saying you're, you're he, thinking more like Edina, du- double pop collar guy. Okay, Stetson Bennett. You know he's he's the coolest <laughs> kid. He just won a national yeah. championship. His name is Stetson. It's a fine name. Don't get me wrong, but he just strikes me as a pop collar. I'm really messed up. Watch me do a handstand, and the next thing you know, he's in the hockey. <laughs> Falls to a glass table. Definitely yeah. an alternate captain on the Boise Dyna hockey team. Stenson Bennett yeah. just just screams. I, I, I can like I can it. see it at um, Channel Forty Five right now. They're getting the introductions. Oh. Stenson Bennett. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can, the all the all hair team. I, I love that. that, Dex. All right, Alex Pichetti chimes in here. Loyal listener, Alex. He says, "I know that the Cousins Crusaders will absolutely lose it over this question, but let's get funky on a feedback Friday. Does Kirk Cousins actually care about winning? Going back to Kirk's most memorable moment, the you like that moment." A comment directed at a beat reporter who questioned if Kirk was really the answer at quarterback. Washington started two and four that year. Yep. We have to question what Kirk Cousins considers his greatest aspirations. He was most angered, most motivated, most driven, not by playoff success or championship desires, but by proving that he deserved his spot as a starting quarterback. Everything I've seen in Kirk Cousins since then from his unending desire to win at the negotiation table, frequently passing on long-term deals that would help the organization build around him in favor of short-term deals he can continue to re-up on for market rate, to his milk-toast post-game interviews after losses, where he constantly refers to going back to look at the tape rather than having any real answers for why the Vikings keep failing to have playoff success, even his preseason comments this year. I got to earn the right to retire here, play well enough to never have to wear another jersey. That's his entire mission. Make money, stay good enough to not be questioned, retire without controversy, don't ruffle feathers. What do you think? Um, you know what? Until the last couple of years, I might, I thought that. I'm not so sure now. Like, do I think he's a different cat? Absolutely. Do, do I claim to get him? No, I don't. Um, but I, I think... I understand the angst and I understand the question about like that this is the perception, but I think it might go too far there. Like I, his teammates genuinely do seem to like him. Is is he 
is he a, a winner like through and through? No, absolutely not. Um, does he love to win at the negotiating table? Yes. But would I then take all of those comments and say they are absolutely right? I don't think so. I, I think it's more complicated than that. Yeah. I think I do think there is something to like. He has spent his whole football life, high school, college, NFL, trying to prove that he belongs right. as a as a as a starting quarterback, right? Yeah. He had to climb over six other scholarship players at Michigan State to finally get his job there. And then he had to, you know, in his draft, they the Washington drafted the actual starting quarterback, and then they drafted him as a backup, and then he had to climb over RG three after three years. And so I do think there is something to be said for the bar that he has set has been be a starting quarterback in the NFL and then be a really good starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know sometimes that he thinks about, even the way that he talks sometimes about like, you know, we'll see where the chips fall at the end of the regular season or we'll see where the chips fall in January. He doesn't, I don't know that he even like allows himself to think about February or that he allows himself to, there, there might be like a little bit of an insecure glass ceiling for him that prevents him from getting to that next level of thought. But he has played his ass off for 10 years. He has maxed out what Kirk Cousins was supposed to be if you go back to, like, high school. Um, And I don't know that he, you know, maybe we are too critical. If you look at it from that perspective, like, the reason we're critical is because he's paid like Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Well, yes, exactly. He, so, he, he is paid like a star. And I think he's good. I don't know that he's a, a star. But I also don't think, I, just to be clear, I don't think that we – we think he's this like evil, conniving, terrible person. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple more for you guys. Alex Bailey says, I want the Vikings to trade out of the first round, get a second round pick and an extra third or two second round picks if we can. Um, what is your thought? They only have four draft picks. Yeah. In general, like without seeing how the draft plays out, would you prefer them to trade back and get more draft picks? No, I think they will. Um, I my, my problem is this, and it's recency bias, and it might not be fair because the sample size is so small. But with how the draft went last year, I think trading your first round pick, I don't necessarily trust you. If I trusted you, I would absolutely say yes because because it would be nice to get more picks. Uh, but Phil, to go back to what we've discussed a bunch now, including today, is I would almost prefer to try and shop veterans for picks to get more because if crazy goes back again, you know, this whole stock market thing, I, I totally get what he's saying and what he's trying to do, but I don't know that this team has the drafting skill set to actually maximize the philosophy. Like he is the, when you do what he wants to do, you are playing the draft game at an extremely high level. And it's one thing to play it by making the deal. It's another thing then to make the picks and they don't work. And I don't think the Vikings could continue through a cycle of basically saying, well, the first round pick didn't work out again. Yeah. Concerns me. Yep. I hear you. All right. One more here. Susan Terwilliger says, listening to your Scorn Earth podcast today, since we can't fix our defense completely, why not get young teachable players and get a coach that can teach the young players the right way? Yes. Susan, Bravo. nailed it. Ding, ding, ding. She hit it. That's what they're looking for. That's what they have to do. Young, fast, aggressive, yep. and mold them. And even if you can't mold them perfectly, 
Can they just be like the 18th best defense instead of the 31st? Let me ask. That's really all we need. Maybe create it, some more turnovers and sudden changes. You is know? your process is your process sound? That would be my question of the day. Is your process sound? Do you have the right process? Say it with me. The process. <laughs> no, but I mean, Ed Donatel didn't have the right process. No. No, he did not. But Susan does. Susan. Awesome. I agree with Susan. Yeah. All right, that's that's the Feedback Friday batch. Try to get to as many as we can every week. So on Purple Daily, no Feedback Friday on Purple Daily because we've got Thor Nystrom with a full week's worth of Senior Bowl observations. He's been down in Mobile. And so you guys are going to be on with him uh, while my movers try to figure out when they're going to take my stuff. It's like a 48-hour window. It's worse than the cable company. Yeah, we'll just show up sometime Thursday or Friday. Just be ready, okay? you You know, Kirk, if you would quit pointing fingers at everybody else and invoking the cable company. And yeah, just, just let me know anytime over the two-day window that you gave me when you're going to show up with a moving truck. Look, Thanks. Look, 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 look. I mean, what am I supposed to do? I mean, could could I have used a different uh, service? Maybe. Yeah. Did I? No. no. Maybe. No. Did I? Brett no. Favre here. Did for... I want to? Sure. I won't name the company. <laughs> as long as they handle uh, the move without breaking things, I, I'll forget. Oh, good luck with that. I know. All right, uh, we'll see you guys Purple Daily on this Friday as well. You guys are going to be sitting down with Thor, and uh, we'll catch you guys soon here. Mackie and Judd.